Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three select answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, folks. This is Annie for Showreel. This is 3CR's look at Australian film industry, and it's the first live program for this year. Let's hope you've been having a good time over the summer break, if you've been having a break, and if you've just been having a good time anyway, because you're that type of person. We're going to uh, focus on a film today that's on tonight at ACME. We're going to be talking to Laurie Stacey, sorry, Laura Stacey, about the uh, work that the Refugee Council of Australia is doing in film to bring to people's attention the uh, issues that are related to the refugee uh, concerns. And uh, they're going to be screening a film tonight, which is an Australian film, uh, in support of uh, getting out there information about uh, the world of people who have come to Australia and who actually are building their lives here. The It's a film called The Balkan Hills African Ladies Troupe. It was screened last year at Nova and we did actually speak to the director of that film, Ros Horan. But today we're going to be focusing a little bit more broadly on what the Refugee Council of Australia is going to be doing. So g'day Laura, how are you? I'm good, thanks, yeah. Unbelievable that I should call you the wrong name. <laughs> That's all right. I get it all the time. You don't. I do. Oh, <laughs> there's nothing even hard about the name. Well, right? most people use my last name as a first name because I confusingly have two first names. So oh, that's right. lots of people call me Stacey. <laughs> you know, it's actually quite funny because I always thought Laura was one of the, Laura was one of my favourite girls' names because of uh, Laura Ingalls' uh, Little Girl on the Prairie series oh. when I was a little girl. But anyway. By the by, let's get on to more serious issues. The Refugee Council of Australia, You uh, last year you inaugurated a film festival around refugees. Can you tell us about why you were doing that? Yeah, absolutely. So every year in June we coordinate Refugee Week, which is an annual national celebration of all the fantastic ways that people from refugee backgrounds enrich Australian lives and Australian communities. Um And as part of Refugee Week 2016, we uh, screened a film called Freedom Stories and we offered just the general public to host screenings. And we were amazed by the take-up. We had hundreds and hundreds of people around the country um, hosting their own film screenings. Oh, that's fantastic because I've seen Freedom Stories and uh, that was a really fascinating uh, collection of stories of people and how they've uh, made Australia home. (laughs) I know that sounds like a... 
a cliche, but yeah, it was a, a real struggle stories. Yeah, absolutely. And, and stories of, you know, resilience and survival as well, I think. And, um, so we realized that there was a huge appetite for this, um, topic in the arts and in film. Um, and we decided to sort of roll with it and launch this refugee film festival. And we've just had such a fantastic response. You know, the first film sold out really quickly. Um, for the second one, we've had to move to a bigger cinema because of ticket sales. Um, and we're sort of gearing up to be showing one every day during Refugee Week as well. So, yeah, it's going really, really well. Yeah, so uh, the um, it's it's a bit more complicated than just being a film festival, isn't it? You're actually going to be doing it uh, can you give us an idea of what the process is yeah absolutely so what we're doing is in the run-up between now and refugee week um we're hosting films at the acme cinema in federation square um roughly every two months and each of those films is followed by a panel session um so tonight's film for film for example we've got um Jordanus, who's one of the stars of the film she's coming along and we've also got the incredible abe nook who's an award-winning spoken word poet um and they're going to do a panel session afterwards Abe's also going to recite some of his poetry um so we're going to have a chat about you know sort of how dealing with difficult experiences through art how that works and what that means for that person um and so then during refugee week itself we'll be doing one every day um during the week so we're sort of doing a slow build-up, and then during Refugee Week, it'll be every day. All right, so uh, I'm right in saying that you're going to have a screening every two months? Yeah. And the uh, Refugee Week is actually in June? Yes, yes, end of June, 18th of June. Okay, good. Yeah. And um, the Balkan Hills African Ladies Troupe is perfect film for this in relation to describing not only people settling into Australia and contributing, but it also gives, because it's built around a a group of um, African women from different parts of Africa who've come to Australia working on a theatre piece around a particular subject. Uh, That in itself is quite a uh, fantastic melding of art, refugee issues and these wonderful personalities. Yeah, it's sort of art within the arts, really, isn't it? Yeah, so, it is. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's an incredible story. And I guess really what we want to do is we want to tell people's stories to, you know, other people who live in Australia because what we get a lot of time with the debate around refugee policy is a lot of fear. Um, and fear can drive quite a poisonous sort of political um debate as we're seeing at the moment not just in Australia but around the world when people talk about people from refugee backgrounds and so what we really wanted to do was to allow people the chance to tell their story and film is a really great way to do that Um, and so the people coming along and watching the films can actually understand what the individuals behind that label refugee have actually been through and what they're going through Um, and another thing that we wanted to do was to show a side of the refugee story that isn't isn't really shown very often which is um once people arrive in Australia, what is their journey from there? Because people often think, well, once you've got to Australia and you've got your visa, you know, it's all fine. But obviously, if you've been through what some of these people have been through, it's not. There's another journey to go through, which is settling into a new home and dealing with what you've been through in the past. And tonight's film um, looks at that, as does the last film, which was a fantastic film as well, called um, Constance on the Edge, um, and Freedom Stories that we mentioned earlier. They're all kind of stories of people who are now in Australia and what has happened to them since and how they kind of deal with what they've been through and settle into a new home. 
The other thing that's really fascinating about this particular film, and I suppose the whole issue of refugee journeys, is that uh, people come from other countries. Uh, The whole idea of actually leaving your home place if you're not a person with wanderlust uh, is actually quite extreme. Uh, But the fact that the level of courage of the people who are involved in embracing the new place and actually contributing, I find that really fascinating. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, that's one of the themes that we've looked at during Refugee Week with Courage Let Us All Combine. Um, And, I mean, I can't possibly imagine not having come from a refugee background myself the level of courage that that must take. But certainly the people that we work with and the people that we know are incredible, resilient brave individuals that are a credit to Australia. Yeah, no, it's, that's fantastic. Uh, Laura, we'll be back in Two Shakes of a Lamb's Tale. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, mm, but it's on the radio. 3CR. back with Annie on Showreel and we're talking to Laura Stacey about, she's from the Refugee Council of Australia and they're in the process of uh, community education and awareness raising about uh, refugees but it's now uh, using film and uh, it's actually bordering on advocacy and representation really, isn't it? Which is These are all things on your website. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So what we primarily do is that we're the peak body for the refugee movement, refugee sector. So um, we have about 200 organisations that are members of ours and we lobby and we do advocacy to the government on their behalf. Um, But we also do a lot of other things. So one thing that we really try and do in every aspect of our work is to work alongside people from refugee background, both as our staff, as our volunteers, and everything that we do is based on consultations that we do with refugee communities every year. Um, So we go out every year and we speak to hundreds of people around the country and we say to them, what are your experiences of refugee policy? What's working? What's not working? What would you like us to campaign on? What's important to you that we lobby on, that we write policy papers on? Um, So that we really know that everything that we're doing is kind of fed from the community level. What what have you found out? Um, So this year, for example, we've launched a campaign on family reunion um, because not just in this year's consultations, but for years and years and years, People from refugee backgrounds were saying to us, the most important thing to me is that my family is still at home, uh, in, in my home country. They're not safe and I can't bring them here. And so as a result, we wrote a paper um, on that, which we launched um, towards the end of last year. And we're now campaigning. We've got a campaign called Fair Go for Families. Um, and we're campaigning to bring about policy change so that people can bring their families to Australia and reunite with them. Are you have, making any headway? 
Yeah, I mean, what we're doing at the moment is we're raising awareness because this is not an issue that everybody knows about. Um, but we do think it's an issue that a lot of people can get behind because most people have an understanding of, you know, the importance of a of a solid family structure. Oh, that's um, interesting because I've got vivid memories of a poor fellow in Canberra self-emulating because of exactly this issue. Right, yeah. I mean, it really... years ago. Yeah, we absolutely believe that settlement is not complete until people can bring their families over. Um I mean, you know, one can only imagine what it's like to have to flee incredibly difficult situations, finally get to safety, but know that your family are still left behind in that situation and that it's almost impossible to bring them here. Now, let's go back to the films. The films that you've been showing have all been made by Australians and are contemporary. Is is that the flavour of the uh, film festival um, that you're bringing to people? Um, Not necessarily. We're totally welcome to all different kinds of films. And what we'd really like to do is have some films made by people from refugee backgrounds as well. So we're working with a guy in Sydney who makes short films. We're hoping to feature some of his films during Refugee Week. Um, And over the next few months, we'll be opening up to submissions. But yeah, we're, we're absolutely open. This is the first time for us. And we want to do, you know, whatever there's an appetite for, really. Okay, so uh, how this is the first time for you, you guys. Have you got a committee or is it uh, who, who's who's orchestrating this? Mostly me. <laughs> and what have you um, learned? What have you learned? Um, so basically there's me in the Melbourne office and then my colleague Tim is in the Sydney office. But um, up in Sydney it's not kind of getting started until um, Refugee Week. So these ACME screenings have been uh, – I've been um, organising them. Um, I – I, I've only learnt good things so far, really. I mean, there's a there's a huge appetite for it. Um, we've spoken to people after the last screening and they just loved it. And I think having the panel session, being able to really communicate with people who are in the films, who, you know, are from refugee backgrounds themselves, is a really sort of unique experience because not only are they connecting to them through watching their story on the screen, but then they can ask them questions afterwards, meet them afterwards, and that's exactly what, what we wanted to do. Well, it was interesting talking to Roz, who is the director of this particular film, uh, because she actually started off uh, making a theatre piece, which then morphed into a document a documentary on the making of the film, of, of the theatre piece. And the theatre piece actually made its way right over to London. Like, it's it's an internationally successful piece of artistic endeavour that brought together these quite extraordinary people. And this film is quite an extraordinary film because it shows it from the very beginning. And uh, there are so many stories within that film that uh, I found very, uh, in some ways, confronting, but also very um, rewarding and inspirational. Yeah, I mean, they're just... They're incredible individuals and I think that's why Roz decided to make the film as well as the theatre piece because she saw that this needed to go out to a wider audience and we think it's absolutely a must-see, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think so yeah. too. Now the other thing about it is is that um, you've got, like you said, you've got to have a and a as well and you've got a performer, a, 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 a poet. And I think that's one of the most interesting things about, say, the African diaspora uh, of the arrival of people from all those different countries from Africa, they do seem to be overrepresented in performance poetry. Would I be right in saying that? You might be. I don't know enough about performance poetry. Well, to, well, <laughs> so I'll say, yeah, you are right, probably. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> I don't performance know. poetry in Melbourne is hot. 
Right, it's an absolute hot thing going on at the moment. And anybody who hasn't actually experienced people standing on stage doing their stuff, who expect the the read of a poem to be, you know, sort of flat and in that sing-song or pretends... Uh, Shakespearean manner are in for a treat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Abe Nook is just incredible. I, I don't know whether you've seen him perform before, but he's fantastic. We had him at the Refugee Week launch um, in Federation Square back in June, um, which is why I asked him to come along. Um, so I think it's it's a real treat for the audience, really, to get to see a little bit of spoken word um, and then to be able to ask him questions as well because he's obviously doing something similar to the people in the film in that he's channeling his past experiences into art um, as a kind of cathartic process. Yeah. You're on uh, Showreel. This is 3CR. I'm talking to Laura Stacey from uh, Refugee Council of Australia. They're doing uh, films leading up to the uh, Refugee Week, that which is starting on uh, the 18th of June. So every two months you get the chance to go and see a film at are they always being uh, screened at ACME? Um, between now and Refugee Week, they are. Um, and we're working with the Nova Cinema, hopefully, to host them during Refugee Week itself. So um, that's not completely confirmed yet, but we hope that that's where it's going to be during Refugee Week. Well, the film that's going to be on tonight is the Balkan Hills African Ladies Troupe. You've still got tickets? That's right, yeah. We had to move up to a bigger cinema because of the ticket sales. Um, So we're delighted that we've still got quite a lot of tickets available. Um, So if people want to buy them online or on the door, um, more than welcome. We'd absolutely love for as many people as possible to see this really important film and to take part in the Q&A session afterwards. Thank you very much for coming Thank in and you. talking to us. Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community and community matters. We're coming up to the last part of the show and uh, I thought it'd be a treat to listen to the director of uh, the film that's on tonight at ACME, the Balkan Hills African Ladies Troupe. Uh, you should get down there and uh, have a, a, a look at this film. It's on, it starts at 6.30. You can get a ticket at the time, uh, the tonight, or you can go online. That's at the uh, Refugee Council of Australia. You can get the information. But uh, here's the first part of an interview I did with the director of the film to give you some idea of what it is you'd be involved in. Now, of course, the film itself and the journey and the theatre pieces are around the lives of the, these five African women who have are refugees and have come and lived in Sydney. And you quite clearly started your theatre process by deciding that you wanted to delve into and help people understand the trauma of refugees, correct? Well, no, more, more, more specifically the trauma of rape, actually what that was ah, about. Ah, right, mean, okay. Yes, yes, yes. You know, they happen to be refugee women because I, I know that an enormous number of refugee women have been raped, do you know what I mean? So I went to Australia for UNHCR and I went to start a refugee counselling service to see if they might... Um, introduced me to some women who, who might like to be involved in the project. But I wasn't, this project's not really focusing on the refugee experience as such, you know, like a, a journey and finding asylum. It's not that. They happen to be refugees, but it really is the story of, folk, you know, about women who have been abused and violated and experienced awful violence. And it's about understanding the nature of that specific trauma and how they can move on from there and put their lives together again. 
And they're, they're that, quite extraordinary yeah. stories too. Yes, yeah, they 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 are Annie. They're you know each each of them are kind of very different, and some of you know had happened in a domestic situation, and but quite a few of them did happen in the context of war, which happens you know in wars all around the world. Unfortunately, you know it's it's far more dangerous to be a woman in a war zone than it is to be a soldier. Um, you know, so their stories are, are, are you know quite shocking, but these women have resilience, you know, and I, I just find their courage, both their courage in, in sort of coming out and talking publicly about what happened on a stage, but their courage in life and what they're doing with their lives now, you know, it's, it's very inspirational. Can you tell me when you decided that you were going to make a film of this concept? Um, from when, because I began with the play, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, you did. I, I, did. I I had a camera in in the rehearse you know in the workshops and rehearsal rooms right from the beginning just in case you know so I was filming on spec but it probably wasn't until um, about two years into me running workshops and getting to know these women once we'd kind of had the offers to do the show in the theatre and we oh no it was really after we we even had this sort of extraordinary response in our theatre seasons like sold out and standing ovations every night, you know, and I saw how the women rose to the occasion and, um, you know, were kind of really empowered by being on stage and having their stories witnessed and validated by the audience. And, uh, you know, it was probably at that stage I thought, I'm so glad I have been filming because I think there's there's a terrific journey in this and I am going to make a documentary film. Yeah, now the whole thing is incredibly uh, disturbing really, isn't it? I mean, it was quite courageous not only of you but of these uh, women to uh, expose their stories. Yes, that's right. It, it was indeed. and um, But they were kind of ready to. They were feeling... Um, they were feeling incredibly kind of choked in a way by keeping it inside them, you know, and, and um, you know, by, by holding the silence. They were kind of just really ready to, to start to find a way of trying to turn the awfulness of what had happened to them and the trauma of that into something that might speak to other people and might help other people. There's a whole theory about uh, uh, the... Uh, thing about trauma where in uh, psychotherapy in the West there's an awful lot of uh, a reliance on talking uh, therapy but yeah. using theatre and uh, uh, art is actually another form of the therapy isn't it? Well it is, I mean it, it, it is in a way, you know like I mean it, it the, the people involved change you know and and kind of become empowered by making something beautiful turning something traumatic into into something articulate and powerful that you know that can help other people but we you know because theater is visceral and it's movement and it's image and it's song like we were drumming and we were dancing and we were singing all right from the beginning you know so it wasn't all pain and doom and gloom we were kind of getting having these outlets to release feelings you know, sometimes into into a kind of, you know, song, some of which were joyous, some of which were sad. Um, so you have all of those kind of physical and emotional ways of releasing that's above and beyond talking through, through something like thick performance. Now, let's go back to the filmmaking. Uh, in a sense, this film... Uh like you said, it was a journey. You, you've created it as a journey, but there, you must have made choices about themes. 
Well, of course, every every filmmaker makes choices about scenes. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Well, well, I mean, I was just choosing the scenes that I thought were the most articulate and the most potent and kind of represented key stages of that journey. You know, we've got scenes that showed the kind of really difficult, painful things, you know, like when, in particular, when one of the performers, you know, felt she wanted to drop out and it was all too much, you know, all of that's there. I, I guess we chose things that, that seemed to reflect what we felt was the kind of overall reality, which was... You know, it was very much a roller coaster ride, you know, going from ups and downs and sort of fantastic breakthroughs and exhilarating highs. So I was I was choosing the scenes that somehow illustrated that and reflected that journey. So when you say that, I mean, you decided at some point that you're going to make a documentary out of this, but actually you were filming as at like a diary form? Um, well, I had a camera person in there, you know, like from very early on, who was just wandering around, you know, I sort of said, come in today because we're going to be dealing with this, you know, which, which I think will bring up, bring up some sort of strong things or some interesting things or come in today because we're putting these scenes together or, you know, come and listen to this discussion we're going to have today. So I was kind of bringing the camera person in for what I thought were going to be, um, you know, potent moments and... And that camera person, because I was busy kind of working with the women and, and performers, and so that camera person was moving around the space and filming what she saw. Yeah, and then you must have done some linking interviews with some of the uh, That's people? right, I did. Yeah, we did. We, we, we did sort of debriefs very regularly with them. I mean, you know, like at the end of each week, practically, we did a debrief. And um, some of those were filmed. And, like, you know, I couldn't afford to have the cam camera person every single time um but you know then we filmed you know some more in-depth debriefs and interviews with them at key moments you know every few months we film something with them about how they're going and what they're feeling and why they're doing it and if they want to continue it or not or you know that choice was always there from them all through the process of um you know do you want to go on with this we don't have to go on with it does it feel good you know yeah so that was all very much part of the process and that was uh, a voice from the past, actually. That was from last year's interview with Ros Horan, who is the director of a film that's going to be on tonight at ACME, Balkans Hills African Ladies Troupe, which is actually a, a absolutely a riveting film. I, I found it a very enjoyable documentary because, one, it uh, illuminates a huge amount of... Uh, uh, well, it, it personifies in in the, uh, the 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 women that are in this uh, are such engaging people, but also it, it tells you about people's real lives uh, settling in Australia as they contribute in what turned out to be an internationally acclaimed uh, theatre piece. Uh, so it's a, a really fascinating film. Uh, it's been put on by the refugee. Council of Australia. It's part of the lead up to the uh, Refugee Week, which is starts on the 18th of June, and uh, they're going every two months leading up to that week. They're going to have films that uh, illuminate the lives of uh, refugees that are in Australia as they contribute to uh, the Australian fabric. Uh, there will be a, a full festival. Uh, of films during the uh, Refugee Week, but uh, this is these are tasters. It starts at 6.30 at ACME, and they'd love you to come along 
buy a ticket. There's also going to be some performance uh, poetry uh, as well. It sounds like a great night. So coming up next is uh, published or not, I presume. Can't see their faces at the door, but I'm assuming they're coming. I'll go out with a song. Uh, I started it off before, Watch Me Go. Well, watch me go. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.